Welcome back to the Reclaiming Her podcast. I am your host, Brooke Belden. I'm a mom, a mystic, a human design manifester, and a mentor. And this podcast has the intention of sharing all of the stories and the feelings that come with reclaiming the divine feminine around and the true spirit of you from within. I am so excited to have you along for the journey today, and let's get started. Hi friends, I wanted to pop on real quick with a couple of announcements. First of all, if you are loving this format and learning more about human design and are so curious about your own chart, the first thing that I would recommend is to just look your chart up online and you can look up free human design chart and it will um, ask you for your birth information and then it will give you your chart reading. And then if you want to dive into really more about what that information means, then head over to my website, brookbelden.com, and you can get a free mini read. It's going to take you through your design type, your strategy, and your authority so that you really understand some of the key fundamentals to your design. And the other announcement that I have is if you're wanting to dive a little bit deeper into your chart, I have a workshop locally in Raleigh on August 28th. It's called Get Centered. And in this workshop, we dive deeper into your chart, into the nine centers, all of the little shapes that are on your chart. And whether they're colored in or they're white, that all means something very, very different. And we're going to explore really the depths of those centers while interweaving all of the sacred feminine principles for healing, diving into some shadow work, and really getting you aligned on your path. And if you're not local to Raleigh, no problem. I'll be doing an online workshop in September, this similar format and version, but it will be um, online. And so if you aren't local or you um, can't attend it for any reason, then then we'll have that online option as well. And so for more information and to stay up to date about everything that um, I'm doing with the workshops, head to www.brookbelden.com slash groups. I'm really excited to introduce you to today's guest, Patrice Graham. I can remember when I first heard about Patrice, and it had to have been just over three years ago because that's when she opened her yoga studio, but she opened the first Black-owned yoga studio here in Raleigh. And by doing so, she brought such awareness to uh, my life into how culturally misappropriated yoga had become in the skinny white girl culture and by by bringing attention to this being a black owned yoga studio it really did make me wake up to how inaccessible yoga had become to so many people obviously and when I say so many people I mean anybody who wasn't uh of means to pay for a yoga class or yoga studio and um, who wasn't, you know, skinny and white because in the yoga classes that I had been taking for 20 years at that point, that is primarily who was in the class with me. 
And it really brought um, this wake up in, in my life. And so she, without even knowing it, was somebody who I just I just knew of and wanted to get to know because of the bravery and the courage that I uh, immediately could sense from her. I just had the privilege to meet Patrice in person a few weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago, and our connection was pretty instantaneous and in that we had some parallels in our story, but more than that was just how deeply we resonated on certain issues, particularly issues of healing and how to heal the uh, women around us. And doing this reading for Patrice was such an honor because in this episode, what you'll hopefully be able to uh, feel and see from Patrice is how seen she is through human design, through her design. And it is so powerful because right now Patrice is in a transition. She unfortunately closed the studio. I say unfortunately, but honestly, I think that it's fortunate because it was her decision, right? And so while it is so hard to close a business and close a chapter in your life. It is actually incredibly powerful. And either way, as we've chatted before, there is a space of grief, whether it's your decision or not. Um, there is a space of grief and it is a very kind of lonely feeling. And so while she's transitioning into her new business, new brand, uh, it was just a real honor to be a part of this journey to helping um, heal and helping her step into herself and helping her really own who she is. And I think that that's really the uh, biggest thing that you'll you'll feel in this episode. Right now, Patrice is transitioning into a, a new brand, a new company. It's Araminta Wellness, and it focuses on promoting rest and relaxation and healing for Black women and femmes. It incorporates breath work and movement and rest and really is helping women prevent and heal from burnout, overwhelm, and overall disease. So without further ado, here's Patrice. Hi, Patrice. Welcome to the Reclaiming Her podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to dive into your design and just talk a little bit more about, you know, life and how we're navigating life and how we can use human design to kind of help guide that process. So before we kick things off, I would love to ask you if you have usually what between like one and three, I like to go on the side of three major themes or challenges or spaces of insight that you're looking for right now. Hmm. Oh, I have so many. There's more than three. Okay, um, great. Um, well, then throw them all at me. <laughs> I think uh, right now I'm in a transition period. So it's like, what is, what do I want versus the people pleasing and expectations? Um, what is my, what is my soul yearn for rather than what looks good on paper? I don't know if that's mm -hmm. a, an accurate way of describing it, if that's helpful in describing it that way. Very helpful. Yeah. Um, so that's the leading thing right now. Um, another thing hmm, that's been so encompassing. I'm like, oh, I don't know what else is pressing right now. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's one of the biggest things that human design can essentially help with, right? Because that is what 
we look at a lot of these different self, I call them self inventory systems. So whether we're talking about like the Enneagram or strengths finders, or even like astrology or Myers-Briggs or all these other things where we're like grasping at, like, tell me who I am. Right. And some of us can give us, some of them can give us a little bit of insight, but I don't think that for me anyways, where, where human design was so powerful for me is that it was the first system where I real or tool rather that I really felt seen. And I think that's really what we're looking for. Right. And I think that what you're experiencing is what so many people in this, this space time continuum that we're in, that's elevating like the shifting consciousness. I think that that's what a lot of people are realizing is that it's like, well, who actually am I? What is my soul's yearnings? What is my reason for incarnating at this time? And hearing that versus, you know, the, you know, most people our age and people older than us were uh, born into a place where it's like, okay, well, you go to school, you get a job, you get married, you have a couple of kids. And that's just kind of like life, right? And that's how life has always been. And so you should do those things. And now, you know, again, a lot of people our age are in this like wake up period where it's like, okay, I either did those and it didn't get me this happiness satisfaction space that was promised, or I didn't really do those. And I'm still, you know, like it, because it doesn't really fit. And now I'm trying to figure out how I fit into society. Mm. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, just, just a small thing. Yeah. Work. Right. <laughs> little, little details in life, just the little right. stuff. Right. right. Um, <laughs> okay. Well then, you know, then let's just jump right into your design and talk more about that and then see what themes start to arise as we get in a little bit deeper. But I think that just understanding your design type, um, hopefully will give you a little bit more clarity. The greatest thing about human design that I always say is that it's sometimes it's called like the, the great life experiment, because it's not like me trying to sell you on anything. It's really just you taking in the concepts, right? And then figuring out how, and I always say like figuring out is like a headspace thing, but really it's like rolling it over through your whole body, all of the nine systems and deciding what really resonates with you, right? What speaks to your soul and to your heart? How does that fit right now? How is that giving you clarity and insight? How does that make you feel so yummy on the inside? And what doesn't? And then we just kind of leave that. And then maybe it will be a theme some, some other time in life. I am so excited. Okay. Okay. So, um, so you and I had coffee with like this delicious chat. And after that, I was so excited to pull your design type just to kind of see like what was all going on. And, and, um, so first and foremost, you are a projector. So there is, that's your design type. So in human design, there's essentially four different design types with one subtype. So manifestors, generators, projectors, and reflectors, and you're a projector. And I have such a soft spot in my heart for projectors because both my babies are projectors and projectors are the future leaders. They are the leaders like the, because what they are is they are the people who essentially see how something can be done better right? You take something that's maybe been around for a while, or you walk into a room and, or you go into a class or something and you, and you're just naturally inclined to see how it could be done a little bit better. So projectors make, I mean, excellent teachers and coaches and leaders, and, and they really are the future leaders, especially as we're having this shift in consciousness. But, um, but that is, that's, that's, a, that's like the most quintessential part of your design. Uh, thank you already. <laughs> I'm like, yes, 
Yes, I am. Knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I've blamed it on the Virgo. So Virgo helped me with this, like this trait of, I just want to fix it. I just want, no, this could be better and let me help you. Yeah. And so the Virgo side of that has helped me with that. But, you know, with all, especially with raising consciousness and being aware of how to listen more and to talk less. And it's, I've been, I can be very hard on myself about trying to fix it and make it better, but it's part of my destiny yeah. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with, uh, I, I, so this is already a great start. So this resonates already. Oh, yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So kind of a really good shift to that when you were talking about the idea of listening more is that part of your design really, it's called your strategy. It's how you navigate, how you stay in alignment with your energy type. And so your strategy is to wait to be invited. And that's kind of an interesting concept, right? Like this, because especially in our, again, in our, in our world, in our current world is very like hustle and go, go out and make it happen, get up and do it. Da, 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 da. But uh, what's really important about projectors is that they do wait, that they wait, even though something might show up for you, or you might want something, or you want to manifest something all uh, like for, for you to be able to do that, you have to wait for the invitation and it can, and it's an energetic invitation, right? So obviously verbal is like, Hey, would you, uh, would you like to come with me on a trip? You just got back from an amazing trip, right? That you were invited on, but, um, right. You could have like tried to make something happen, but waiting for that invitation is really where, where the power lies for you to be in a line with your design. Or get out of my head. I wish that the podcast could see my facial expressions. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Because this is a theme of the summer. I am like very type A and all of this, like trying to fix it and make it happen. And it's so tiring. And my theme this summer has been resting and being in flow and waiting. And it's, the downloads are coming for me with ideas. And so that feels a lot better than the hustle and flow. And then the verbal invites are coming too without me doing anything. I have not been marketing. I've not been doing any of the work that I think I should be doing. And it's like the invitations and mostly downloads have been happening this summer. And so, yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. Right. So like with marketing, with business and with marketing, so kind of a difference in type. So I'm a manifester and manifestors are the creators. And so I am an initiator. I am somebody who's supposed to initiate. So when you talk about business too, it's very, you know, people throw out these business concepts and this business marketing, that was a strategy that worked for them. And I've done that before too. I'm like, you just have to go out and to talk to people and to do this and to do that. Well, guess what? That works really well for me because I'm an initiator. I am supposed to show up and say like, Hey, would you like to come and do this? Like, would you here, would you like this workshop? Would you, you know, like send it directly to people, but that's not necessarily going to work, especially for projectors, right? They do have to kind of like wait. And it is a much more subtle approach to, and there's still marketing, right? There's still plenty that you can do, but it really is a much um, more subtle approach. And, and it is, it's waiting for that. Otherwise, it, like you said, it does, it feels like the hustle. And I always say that when you're working against your strategy, you, it feels like you are like constantly climbing uphill, up the mountain, like just always just climbing or like trying to like pull yourself out of quicksand. Like it feels like this pull, like, you know, gravity is like working against you. And it really is when you, when you are going against your strategy, can you think of any times in your life where that has happened? When is it not? I, I feel like I, <laughs> 
I mean, like, I'm just kind of a go-getter. And so I, um, especially with the yoga studio of just trying everything I could to make it work. And so um, backstory, I closed my yoga studio a few months ago um, after trying all the things to make it work. Okay, let's change the schedule. Let's change the name of the class. Let's do this, let's do that. And it's it feels productive. It feels, it's the control side of me is like, okay, we're doing something. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just exhausted and burnt out because it's not, it, it, it's not working and it's mm-hmm. it's going against the flow I'm, I'm i'm trying to control instead of allow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah okay so kind of moving on a little bit the next part of your design is probably one of my absolute favorite parts of human design and it's called your authority and your authority in today's world the term that we use like in the spiritual world that we are, we're always talking about like following your intuition right following your intuition, following, that's essentially what your authority is, like, as we know it in today's world of, of kind of spiritual growth. And, uh, but the, the tricky part about that is that we have, so in human design, we have nine centers, sort of like in the chakras, there's seven centers. Well, seven energy centers. Well, in human design, there's nine energy centers. And so these nine centers are talking to you all the time. And so intuition can live in a lot of different places, right? Intuition can live in your heart. Intuition can live in your gut and intuition can live in the way that you feel or intuition can live in your womb space. It's like all these different descriptions of like how to access your intuition. And that's all good and fine, but there's only one authority right? There's only one like CEO of your design type. There's only one boss. There's only, you know, like that's how I like to think of it. There's only one team captain. You might have some other team players in there that like have some opinions and, and are talking to you too. But if you follow one of them, they're going to, they're potentially leading you off your design type, right? So you really want to pay attention to what your authority is. And your authority is your, it's called the splenic authority. So your splenic uh, center, which is your spleen. And that is actually your intuition as we know it in terms of, um, so intuition is kind of like your fight or flight. It's your safety space. It acts very quickly. So no wonder it feels a little bit imbalanced for you because as your intuition hits, like your intuition, your authority is in your spleen. It is a splenic system. It comes on fast. It doesn't make sense. And so if you're like this, like hustle and go, go getter type of personality that makes you be like, all right, let's do it. Right. Like, let, okay. I got the information. Let's go. Let's make it happen. But you have to like, be like, hold on sister. Right. And great. Now we know, but now we have to wait for the invitation. Mm. Mm. How does that feel? This is like blowing my mind. And I know you said like, you sold this and you're like, no, it's like, I've tried a lot, but and I think especially right in the timing, of course, the time of the universe, because I'm, I'm accepting, like I'm already in a place of acceptance of, you know, what we've been doing has not been working. Um, and so understanding that, no, I do need this rest. I do need the, the chill. I need to chill out before responding, before just acting out, out of scarcity, fear, <laughs> and all the things. 
Yeah. Well, you know, and so it's funny you say that because your splenic system is, is splenic center is the one that is designed to keep you safe and you have regular access to that information all the time. And so a lot of that, if there is that fear that's showing up, it's just condition, it's just conditioning, right? It's like what other people are saying, because we live in this, like, this is, it's a one way, right? A one way street of how we do things. And this is how you operate and you, you know, get up and go. And so it's very confusing because it's not one way, especially in your system, right? Like it probably feels very like counterintuitive. It's like, wait, this message fits me, but this message doesn't fit me. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Ooh. <laughs> down because you know, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the next part of your design is your profile that I like to get into. And your profile is Sometimes people call it, it like your personality type. I like to see it more as like how we experience the world, how we know, like how we know things, how we learn things, how we, yeah, really how we experience the world. Like it's very powerful when you are talking about business, who your audience is and how to like build relationships with people, how you kind of navigate your, your, you know, different times of your life. And yours is what's called a four, six, and it's always two numbers. So the four in your profile really means that you work well with closer relationships. So people who are in your circle, you um, are good at working with friends or collaborating with people that you know, um, probably people in your yoga studio felt like friends or felt like family, um, people like that, that just close circle of, of people. That's, that's your jam. That's really where your sweet spot is right? Versus like going out to the masses and working with a big group or working with big strangers or something like that. That's not really where the right space is for you. I just see a lot of nods. Yeah. Yes. I just, I literally just talked to a friend today about collaborating, like a very close friend yeah. about collaborating about an event. And, um, you know, on the, on the negative side of things, I'm like, I have bad boundaries. I like don't know how to not get close to people as a yoga teacher should have some separation, but um, I'm also an empath and, and that's also why I can't be with a lot of random strangers because I don't know how their energy is and it affects my energy deeply if I'm not protected. So yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then the six in your profile, I, um, I love the six. I find it so incredibly fascinating. So every time I talk to somebody with a six, I just, am like, I just, I just find it so yummy because it's a very interesting way to navigate life. And it's all about your Saturn return. And do you know much about a Saturn return? Okay. Yes. So your Saturn return happens every 28 years. So you're on the second part of your Saturn return. So the first part of your Saturn return really is kind of like, um, it can feel a little chaotic. It's a whole lot of trial and error. It's a, I mean, it is like the time for experimentation, right? So different jobs, different relationships. It can feel like it can feel hot and cold. Cause you're like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And then you're like out, right? Like, or like, this is the person I want to be with forever. And you're like mm, over. And, uh, and so it can feel, you know, especially as somebody in their twenties, right. When they're like just now getting a little slice of life. And I think sometimes too, what can, what can happen is that, you know, society tells us that at age 18, we're supposed to like start to have it figured out. 
right? Like, or by age 30, we're supposed to have it. I don't know what the age is anymore, but like on age 18, we're on our own, right? It's like, go off and be on your own. And for some people that can feel good. Other times it doesn't like, it feels like, wait, I'm not quite ready to leave the nest or I don't really know what I'm doing yet. Right. Or parents are starting to be like, Oh no, how did I mess up? Because like, you know, there, it's just might not be the right time to, to leave the nest. And now in your second part of your Saturn return, it's what's called on the roof. And it's sort of like, you've had that experiment, you've had that experiential kind of trial and error, and now things are starting to kind of settle down a little bit, right? It doesn't feel quite as like of a roller coaster, but instead you get to a spot where you're like on the roof and it's like, um, it, the reason why it's called on the roof is because with the different numbers, it's like these different rooms or different spots in a house. And that's how it's like designed in human design. So you're now on the top of the house. Like you were like at the top part, you're down observing, you're checking everybody out, you're watching everything. And that's really how you're collecting a lot of your information and your wisdom. And then when you're on your third Saturn return, that's when it's like, I mean, talk about, you know, like the people I always look at, you know, older women that are just like, just like have that like wisdom, right? Like the true, like matriarch or the crone. And it's, and I'm just like, you know, like want to bow, like, just tell me, tell me all the things, tell me all the things. That's essentially what it looks like on your third Saturn return in my head. Um, so, (laughs) so, um, so how does that resonate for you? Yeah, I definitely for the first Saturn return and second Saturn return. I, and it's a little bit, especially so early into it, it, it feels a little bit like the first, but I am observing more and saying, well, I like this. I don't like this. So it, the the roof makes sense of collecting information is definitely what I'm doing. Well, and Um, you're, are you 32? I'm 33. 33. Okay. So it's like, I mean, you're just barely coming out of it. Cause sometimes it's like between ages, like 28 to 32. And so it's like, you could be just barely coming out of it, like just baby, you know, kind of re-emerging from it. And it sounds like so much of what you're doing too, is like coming into a little bit more of a settling, but it might just be pretty new. Right. Yeah. And it definitely doesn't feel settled. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely feels like the, the first time I returned, like, what am I doing? <laughs> um, and that's okay too. You know, so what are some ways that you've experienced that? Ah, so definitely like leaving. So I guess I left, I left corporate two years ago, um, which felt very irresponsible. I guess. Um, but right. And then closing the studio, yoga studio, another big one, which felt crazy, but opening the yoga studio was a download and closing the yoga studio was a download. So even the, some of the craziest air quotes decisions I've made have felt crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that they're, they're the right things. All of those have been the right decision. Uh, so that's the, that's where I am right now with this is like, okay, I want this, but I don't want this. And I don't know how I'm going to get this new thing that I want, but I know that it's possible. So um, that's where I am right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What's the new thing you're going after? You know, I want more rest. I want it to be like what you just named about, I don't have to hustle. I'm, like I said, I've I've done it. I can hustle. I've had two jobs. I've had three jobs. You know, I I can make it happen. But I want to enjoy it while it's happening and I enjoy my work and I don't, and I was going to say, but 
and I enjoy my work and I want to have rest and be able to enjoy my free time too. Mm -hmm. Uh, So how that looks and how I set up my life is TBD, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's not sustainable what I was doing before, anytime before. That's a big part of what your design about being a projector is, is, is oftentimes we refer to projectors, manifestors, and reflectors as open sacrals. And so the reason why is because all three of us have open sacrals and the open sacral, or the, the sacral center is the generator. It's the life force. It's the one that it's the biggest motor. It's the strongest, most powerful motor. So generators and manifesting generators, that's kind of, that's 60% of the population or more rather. So the world kind of works on how the generator and the manifesting generator operate, which is the nine to five Monday through Friday, you know, go get them kind of a thing. But for us with the open sacral center, we need rest, like a lot of rest. (laughs) Like that does not work for us. Right. And sometimes projectors can be because sometimes projectors need even more rest and they can be labeled as lazy or, you know, we can self-label ourselves that way. Like I'm just not motivated or, um, but it's really that no, 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 like we need the rest. We need more rest along with the rest too. Just kind of a fun, um, maybe fun, not fun, kind of interesting, uh, little caveat, if you will, is that sometimes it's all about like sleeping alone too. And that's because, especially if you are partnered with a generator, I'm partnered with a generator. And so telling him, I was like, um, so after 13 years of marriage, I think sometimes I'm going to sleep by myself. You know, he's like, or 13 years of being together. Sometimes I'm going to sleep by myself. He's like, what? You know, but I was like, it's because your energy, it's coming into my space. <laughs> and I can't rest. And once I realized that too, I was like, oh my gosh, that is so real life. So, you know, don't be afraid to uh, sometimes say, you know, when you're partnered, like, bye. <laughs> you know, my life, I, yep. And, and for me, it was like, oh, I have this morning routine that I've just started and I need some time in the morning so I can ease into the day instead of starting with someone being like, you're like, how did you, how are you feeling? How did you drink? How did you sleep? I, I, I just need, so yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Oh, we'll talk about, you want to talk about morning routine real quick since you just said that. So sure. you're actually not somebody who needs a morning routine or a routine really at all. You don't need a business plan and you don't need a morning routine. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, have, I have not had a morning routine like ever until yeah. recently. Um, and it's helping the morning routine is helping me, but it's just because mostly because I'm off of my phone yeah. in the morning. Um, I've never had a business plan. Well, and that's right. Like Spoiler it's like, it, there's nothing wrong with a rhythm. There's nothing wrong with good self-care habits in the morning, right? There's nothing wrong with that, but saying like every morning I need to wake up at five 30 and then I'm going to go and I'm going to take this class and I'm going to eat this for breakfast. And I'm going to do this at this time. And I'm going to read 20 minutes and I'm going to blah, 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 you know, like kind of how some people can structure a morning routine. Yeah. <laughs> I wish everybody I, I, could I, see I, your I'm face tired. right now. You're like already, yeah. You're already like check. You're like, no, yeah, no, but like getting up. Yeah. And not being on your phone or getting okay. up and, and having, um, any sort of mindfulness practice or space or breathing or fueling your body with things that are good for your body. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. You just don't need the same stuff every day, right? It doesn't need to be like that sort of consistency. I used to, I, I would say it as my free spirit, like my free spirit cannot deal with routines, but I also probably need more routine. Yeah. Um, but 
had a partner that was very routine. And that's what that reaction, it was like a trigger from like how routine that partner was. Cause I, I didn't understand it at all. I, I can't, I can't, I thrive on spontaneity and not that. Oh, so funny. <laughs> so, okay. So, right. So I'm a Virgo too. And I have the same, same arrows pointing in the same direction as you, which means we don't need a routine. And that was so crazy for me. Like that was like some serious decondition. I'm still like deconditioning from it. And I do find that it's a balance, right? Because I was like, oh, I'm Virgo. I'm type A. Like we like routines. Like I like it. It's going to be X, Y, and Z until I realized that it's like, oh, that's my actually ego speaking hyper control into my life, thinking that like things will be better if I do it like this. And it was eventually leading to my burnout. Right. So like when everything sort of collapsed, that's when I was like, okay, let's try it a different way. And it's been so interesting to kind of play with it and see like, okay, well, what does that mean for me? But it is so freeing, especially with business to not have a business plan and to wake up and to say like, this is my business plan. I literally wake up and I'm like, Mm, what do I need to do today to move my business forward? And then I do that thing. Yes. And, and, <laughs> right? and leave space for, you know what, today, like I've tried to make the schedule, like Monday, I do this, Tuesday. But on Ugh. Mondays, sometimes I want to read sometimes. This Monday, yeah. I was hyper productive, And I don't want to lock myself into working against how my body feels. And yes. Right. And some people do need that. Like that will, that gives them freedom. Yeah. Right. Cause then they don't have to figure out like, Oh no, what am I supposed to do today? They feel lost in the abyss of not knowing. And so that Monday thing and that Tuesday thing and that, you know, whatever, 9am and whatever, you know, eat lunch the same time every day, whatever it is that gives them that, that freedom. But yeah, for us, like, it's like, no, 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 the freedom comes with not <laughs> for this gift because I, the whole time I've been an entrepreneur, I've been like, okay, I should have a routine. I need to do these things. All the people right. are saying to do these things. Consistency, consistency, right? Keep showing yep. up and then hire a business coach that says to do this. And it's like, I just want to quit my business coach because this doesn't speak to my soul. Yeah. Social media plans are like, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to want to say this a week from now. <laughs> I don't know everything, especially in the past year, like something happens every week. So if I post this, if I forget that this thing is going to auto post and then something happened, I, I seem insensitive. This is, this is how my mind works. Right. Yeah. Right. I know. And, and that's, it's so funny. Cause I was like, you don't understand. Like, and it's like, well, post this many times or post this often or post, you know, whatever at this time per day. And I'm like, Oh, but we like, I'm like, there are times where I'm like wickedly creative. And I just want to post like five times in a day because I'm like, I just have all these posts. I have all these things to say. And then I'm like, I've got nothing. <laughs> and that's just part of it. Like it's then it, but that's, but the point of that is that the similarity that you and I both have there is that that works in our favor. So all of these systems and all of these experts and all of these things that are saying to do it this other way, it won't work for us. We'll actually go the opposite direction. And I think probably it's something that, you know, if you've been in business for a while that you've felt, I know I felt it for a long time. And what the problem was with not knowing this information and having access to it is that then it feeds more feelings of lack, more feelings of self-doubt, more angst, more shadows, all of these things that say, how come it's not working for me? What is wrong with me? Why am I the person that can't get it together? I need to work harder on myself. Let me take another course. Let me do this just to get into the same spot and have more angst. Yes. And we're good at that. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure I'm speaking for myself. 
and you as like I do enough of that without adding stuff on oh yeah. my goodness yes yeah all right I'll keep going okay so the next part of your design is, so each design type has what I call two key signature emotions. And those emotions are designed to let us know, are we in alignment with our design? Or are we out of alignment with our design? It's pretty simple. We all experience all of the emotions, obviously, but just kind of like how we have that authority, that one system that says, you know, this is, this is essentially the path to our soul. These emotions let us know, are we in alignment? Or are we out of alignment? And so the emotion that you are in alignment with your design is the feeling of success. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Success. And so looking at your life. And so it can be interesting too, because, um, oftentimes again, in our society, success is an outward thing, right? Yeah. yeah. I, and again, I have two little projectors and I see how much they just feed off of recognition. They just feed off of it, you know, like, and so it's, you know, my role as their mom at this point to really try to help them understand what that intrinsic success looks and feels like versus constantly looking outside yourself for it. Yes. I'm thankfully part of my spiritual journey, self-care journey has been to turn success inward, especially mm -hmm. this summer, um, where financially I'm not that successful right now, mm -hmm. but I have time success. I have wellness success. I have boundary. Like, so redefining and reimagining what success looks like for me without mm -hmm. what my parents told me it was, what I thought it was, what society tells me it is. So I feel, and quite honestly today, this for the past two weeks or so, I've been feeling very successful. So I'm in alignment with my human design <laughs> currently. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> and then, you know, things change and that's okay. And it's right. not about, right. It's not. And that's the, the beautiful part about the human experience is that it's, these things aren't designed to say like, go chase success or stay in success all the time. And, you know, avoid what your feeling is, is the, it's called the not self theme, the theme that you're out of alignment and mm. that's bitterness. And so it's not about avoiding bitterness and chasing success, but it is about noticing that, right? It's like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. And I, I often joke because um, my, I say that my daughter like invented the like bitterness is uh, she invented like using salty as an emotion. Like that girl can get some, can get salty. Like I love her, but she, she is mad, you know? And like, and it just shuts down and bitter and nasty. So, um, so yeah, just a couple things to realize. Blown, mind blown. I, yes. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's such an opposite. I'm sure all of them are very opposite emotions. And so then it's like you just named about adding on suffering to that of, but why am I so bitter? Like things were fine. Like I should be grateful. And instead of just realizing this is a sign, this is a sign. 100%. Like this is one of my teachers. <laughs> Yes. Salty bitch is one of my teachers. Yes. <laughs> okay. So let's see, where should we go next? Where should we go next? Kind of a fun thing that I um, find very interesting and uh, it's called digestion type and digestion is about how we consume stuff, food, information, the world and yours is it's very they're all very very different in how they're described but yours is what's called evening eating or indirect light so 
it's also something that's very counterintuitive to the world that says that, oh, don't eat late at night. Don't eat late at night. No, you're actually somebody who absorbs things better in the evening time. Brooke, we have cameras in my bedroom. <laughs> I just did this last night. I was like, Patrice, you've just gotten into this bad habit about having a snack at like 11 p.m., 12, midnight. I don't go to bed until like late. So yeah. I would just last night, I was like, don't go downstairs. You don't need a snack. You're not hungry. And your body's like, feed me. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's like, if you're not hungry for breakfast, you don't have to have breakfast. Or if you just want something super light for breakfast, you want to keep it very minimal throughout the day. And then you get hungry at night and you want to bo- like do all of your eating in the, in the evening time, or you want to have a late dinner that works with your design. I hate breakfast. Breakfast is my least favorite meal. And literally my grandfather's voice was in my head yesterday He's like, Patrice, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. How are you going to get a day started without? And I hate, I, I, I never yearn for any breakfast food. I just do it out of necessity. Because the world has told you that yes. breakfast is the most important meal of the day. <laughs> and if I do eat breakfast, it's evening food. Like, uh, I love I it. Breakfast. Stop it. Oh, I cannot wait to hear how, how life turns around for you just by being like, I don't have to have breakfast. Nope. I didn't eat <laughs> like the, you know, intermittent fasting. Those things are like trendy right now, but that might work for you. You know, like <laughs> I'm thinking that anyway, <laughs> thank you. Okay. Your strongest sense. I always say that it's almost like that. It's like your superpower or your, um, you know, like your psychic sense is, is a feeling. So when you walk into a room, you can notice immediately if the energy is off, if you, <laughs> right, everything is about how it makes you feel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, not at all. That doesn't resonate. No, no, no. I know. She just fell out of her chair for the audience who's not here. She just fell out of her chair. But <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like you pick up on authenticity really quickly, oh, like all that stuff. And and it's been something I've had to, t- to, um, to tone to like again, when I said like, I need to listen more mm-hmm. um, because I notice things before other people notice about even themselves. And so I have to, I feel all the things I am. Mm-hmm. And I used to say, I'm like such an empath, but mm-hmm. it's part of my human design. And it's not even just the empath. It's like, oh, I feel it I, immediately. And it's just like, I can't explain a lot of the things that I'm doing in life. It's just like, oh, I just had to feel like I went on a road trip. Oh, I just had a feeling. I had a, I had a thought. I had a dream about going on this road trip, and that's why I went. I have no other explanation other than I felt like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's probably that's your that's your spleen talking to you. It's like time to go on a road trip. I don't know why, but it's time to go. <laughs> that's that that's because your splenic system is like well, let's do it. Um, okay. And then your environment. Your environment is like the spaces and places in which you thrive best. And again, the descriptions um, aren't necessarily uh, like literal, but yours is uh, what's called mountains. And so you don't necessarily have to live on a mountain. Sometimes people notice a difference in elevation, um, but sometimes it's just a matter of places where you can go and get perspective. And so that might be up high. That might be, you know, I, I, I give it the I give this example a lot about my husband because he's a mountains person and, you know, he's kind of twofold in that, like he lived in Vail, Colorado for eight years and literally every week he has dreams about Vail and he would move there in a heartbeat if I were to say yes, but 
I haven't said yes. And, um, but also, right. So that's that literal feeling of a mountain, but also he's in real estate. And one of the things that, what I noticed from him for sure, like when he really thrives because real estate can be a really stressful job. It can be really in the mix job, but when he's getting out and he's in the car and he's driving around different neighborhoods or, and he's can get perspective on how the area is developing. Like that's like, that is his sweet spot. He gets really excited. He's very uh, creative and um, inspired in that in that space. And that's how he, you know, he's got to when when things get kind of too like in the mix or in the trenches or in the valleys. It's like that's what he needs to do. He needs to get out and he needs to kind of get some perspective by you know going around and saying what's up. <laughs> I love it. On both sides, and thank you for explaining the perspective that way too, because I'm, we live in North Carolina, so I love the mountains and I also love the water. Um, and I love being in a place that has both. And mountains are very healing, water is very healing. And I do need perspective a lot. And I was literally thinking about moving to Boulder because I like to hike, I love the mountains, I love, and there's water, there's lakes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And perspective is everything. And even my dream, I've never told anyone this, but my dream home is overlooking a pie, giving me perspective of like some tropical waters. Mm. I don't know where it is, but that mm. is my recurring place where I want to live. And, and it sounds like Hawaii, Hawaii to me. Ooh, yes. I like the, the, the mountains of Hawaii, like the volcanoes and stuff. And then, yeah, looking down and tropical waters. That's it. <laughs> Perspective of the anyway. Good. Feel yes. good. Okay. Yes, yes. Any thoughts and questions? I'm just blown. I mean, thank you. This is really a gift. Like this is, mm -hmm. and you said this when we had coffee. Like, no, I've done a lot of the things. Um, and I just watched this documentary about not just like a month ago, watched a documentary about a personality test. So I've been a little bit skeptical about like doing anything else because everything has bias, but this is more like, and you said this too, like more like astrology, like this is more like, no, this is grounded. This, this is, um, it's resonating deeply and not in a way that I ever imagined it would. Mm -hmm. That's what's fun about it, right? Is that it's like, there's a literal sense to it and how it resonates, but then there's also this like intangible, like your soul just wants to like wrap yourself around the information and pull it all in and play with it and stuff. That's how, that's my weird description, right? Like just, yeah. I always say it, like, I'm like, it just has to like roll around in my body a little. <laughs> and I think it's great for, I love all things woo woo, but it's, it feels less woo woo than mm -hmm. astrology and some of the other and like Ayurveda and some of the other things that feel very woo woo and I'm okay with it. But this, I think is more um, accessible, more digestible for- Well, you know what I find too, because I'm with you, like I'll go as woo as you want to go. Like, it's kind of like a game of limbo, like how woo do you want to go? But, um, <laughs> but it's, uh, but as a Virgo, I find too, that like, there's something very solid to me about things that are grounded. And this just feels a little bit more grounded to me, you know, and that's, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Okay. I'm going to give you just a couple of other teasers because I, the centers are my favorite spot. They're where the shadows live. They're like, 
it's just, that's what makes my whole heart and soul, um, light up. And so that's what I notice when I notice everybody's charts a little harder to explain all the centers on a podcast. And so I just kind of like to give a little snippet. Um, I don't know if you're planning to come to the, to the workshop, but if you are, I, this is where we'll go deep into all of, of the centers and what they mean and all that good stuff. So a couple of centers that really popped out to me, you have on the top of your chart, there are two triangles and they're both head centers, right? So one is called the head and one is called the Ajna. So they're both kind of mental centers and both of them are defined for you. And what a defined center means is that you have consistent energy coming to you from that space. So when you are somebody who says, and this popped out right away because you were saying like, oh, I'm always in my head. Everyone's telling me I'm always in my head. I'm always in my head. Well, you are always in your head. And so trying to get out of your head is really just going to be one of those same things that we said many times today that it's going to be sort of like spinning your wheels and not making progress and then feeling more frustrated because you're not making progress because you're designed to be in your head. Like you are designed to have a ton of energy in your head, which means that you're very inspirational. You have your own inspiration. You have your own ideas. You have your own thoughts. You're not going to be swayed very easily by others. The flip side to that is that you're not always right, right? Because we're not always right, though you will like to think you are. <laughs> and so that is, that's just one of those challenges to kind of, because you will be so certain, right? You will be so certain, <laughs> but it is important to, to kind of like, remember that it's like, okay, okay, okay. I might, I'm, I may or may not be correct with this just because I did have this thought, just because I did have this idea, just because this is an inspirational thing doesn't mean that it's always the right one. And that can be on small little things like where we're going to go to eat, right? Like if you're going out to eat with somebody, like chances are you probably always know where you want to go to eat, right? It's not something that you have to like, oh, I don't know. No, you do know, right? Um, but it's like, you know, in this world that we're in right now where there's so much information coming out at us, right? Like it's something too, that it's like, you can be really strong with some of those thoughts and ideas. And so one of those things to just kind of pay attention to, it is harder as well to, um, then quiet your mind and being somebody who's been in yoga, obviously you've done plenty of meditations and it is a little bit more challenging for people to, who have defined mental centers to do a traditional meditation, which means to essentially quiet the mind or stop the thoughts or whatever. And that is not, and that's why I really encourage too, that in meditation, it's super important that you don't try and force or feel like this isn't working for me or any of those things. If your thoughts don't slow down, but rather get to a space more of an observer of your thoughts, right? Because they're not going to go away. But if you can get to kind of a non-objective observation space, that would be really helpful. When I first started meditating or even in yoga, like a Shavasana before I did teacher training, I was like, Oh, I have the best ideas while I'm meditating. The best things come to me. <laughs> it's so, it, it and it, I've, I've done some, I do meditations to like direct my mind so yes, I can be too. present. Um, because if I'm just sitting here, I'm going to be like, doop, doop, squirrel. Bird. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other big thing that, that stuck out to me too, when you were talking about, because you have, um, 
It's an interesting combination. You know, your design being a projector, somebody who really needs to rest, somebody who really needs to wait for the invitation, but you are somebody who has the splenic authority, which is very fast. It's very in the moment. It's very quick. And then you, um, so you have the open sacral center, which is means that you don't have consistent energy to that, uh, that, that motor space, but you do have a defined root center, which does give you energy. So it does give you sort of that get up and go thing. So it's a, just something to kind of notice because what can happen is that you can get almost like tricked into like your design can almost like trick you into thinking like, Oh no, 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 I can do it. I can do one more thing. I do, and then I'm going to rest. Let me just do one more thing. I, it's fine. It's fine. I can totally do this. I can totally get one more thing done and then I'll rest. And then it's like, Oh, let me do one more thing. Right. And so that's your root center that we'll be kind of talking to as well, because it will say it is a motor center. It will say you can kind of get up and go. And so it's just kind of an important thing to just to remember when you might be taking on a little bit too much or, you know, when you really are like you're when you are telling yourself like, no, 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 I need to rest. I need to rest. But then you're kind of talking yourself into one more thing. So just kind of a thing to play with and to recognize. So good. Again, you're in my now you're in my office. <laughs> what happens like every day. <laughs> <laughs> and especially before breakfast I'm like oh let me do this one thing yeah yeah <laughs> well I meditate yeah. no 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 I'm gonna meditate I'm gonna meditate oh wait hold on first one thing <laughs> well that's the fun part is that you know there's nothing wrong well thank you so, you've just yeah. cured me you've, I could have saved thousands of dollars in therapy <laughs> <laughs> well and I I mean I want therapists to stay in business you know but I do I'm mean, being a former therapist I tell people all the time I'm like uh, this, the, the amount of healing that happens so much faster in human design is, is mind blowing. So <laughs> yeah, a, literally my therapist loved her. She's great, but she tells me things that are like, you need a routine because she sees it. And I'm like flighty and free spirity and conditional. I mean, in uh, society's words, you know, and I could have been like, actually, it's part of my human design. Yeah, it's my it. design type. It's like, <laughs> I don't, I don't move on next. <laughs> What's the next thing, right? I mean, yeah. and that's the thing, like, you know, we all need skills, but I think so if the skills are counterintuitive to how we're designed to be, then that's actually not skillful at all. Yes, yes, yes. Do you have any final thoughts or questions before we close? I'm just so grateful for this literal gift and the timing is great um thank you for this and the way that you explain things i'm like yes 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 so thank you for for this gift and thank you for the opportunity to talk to you you are so welcome i'm so glad you were here Yay. all right thanks patrice thank you okay <laughs>